Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. So Brian here. So I want to do a real quick one. Um, it's kind of late uh, here, but um, and I'm, I probably sound a little creepy. I've kind of just just kind of getting over COVID myself. I mean, my spouse uh, spouse uh, both got COVID recently, so kind of fighting through that. But um, the uh, adversary can't keep me down for long. <laughs> so, but uh, I wanted to talk about you know in this search for the the true church is something that's. Uh, been on my heart and uh, on my prayer list for quite some time and it still is today uh, and uh, in this search you know I feel like God's kind of has really opened up another door in this uh, and so uh, you know so now I've been really uh, digging into the uh, Anabaptist uh, was a, uh, a religious uh, movement I guess you could say or what they, they were known as Anabaptist because uh, they would uh, were known to rebaptize Catholics uh, that were uh, being you know baptized as infants, and so and they and they were adamant about you know you can't rely on infant baptism for salvation, uh, which I would totally agree with, and most I would say most even modern day Protestants would nowadays would agree with that. But it was even to the point, um, you know, this is many years ago, obviously, but there was even an edict that went out that made it illegal. Uh, you know, they actually went as far as making it illegal to rebaptize uh, somebody as an adult, which sounds ridiculous nowadays. But, uh, but yeah, this is the type of stuff. You know, the links the adversary will go uh, in order to, you know, trying to trying to, um, you know, keep people you know, from entering the kingdom and stuff. So, um, but if you hadn't, you know, uh, I'm still learning quite a bit um, about this, you know, and, and it's kind of, Anabaptist is kind of tied to Mennonite as well, uh, kind of the Amish community. It's, it's kind of a, a part of it, um, you know, but Anabaptist is kind of a broader term. Um, and there's even like, you know, I think it's a Hushite, Hushites is another you know, kind of clan that kind of was in that same mold. And if you look at the history in, in church history, though, they were, they were highly persecuted. I mean, burned alive, tortured, all kinds of stuff, I mean, just horrific stuff and stuff. So they, but they really believed in living a separate uh, life, you know, living um, separate from the world, which is what the scripture says. And then you had more of the, you know, what we're really taught when normally when you go through like a church history, like, an, like a university type of thing, or like a, a Bible college type of thing. You know, typically you're going to learn more about, you know, the Martin Luther's and the Calvin's and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, you know, the, um, but actually when you, when you kind of dig into the, the other side of this, which I would say now looking at it for sure, you know, the Anabaptists, I would say were the true Christians, you know, now the other people, you know, the Luther's and stuff, eh, flip a coin maybe, but um, on some of them, whether they were saved or not. But there was even some of these, like the Calvins and stuff, that, you know, some of them were even, you know, happy about, you know, them killing Anabaptists. And so, you know, here you are have so-called Christians uh, saying it's okay to kill other Christians. And even in their writings, there's even some of the writings they describe these Anabaptists as very pious uh, believers and that, that they don't curse and they, and they live very pious lives and, and, and they, you know, they follow, they seem to follow the scriptures and, and stuff, and they, they seem to have the Holy Spirit even. I mean, and so on one level they say these things, but then on the other level they condemn themselves uh, by their own words and stuff. So uh, kind of crazy and stuff. So the uh, but I wanted to in, in light of this, 
as I, you know, I was kind of thinking about some of this. I, I made some notes on, you know, just between that and what I've witnessed in my own life uh, and, and going to modern day churches, we see the, um, you know, the worldly church. And it's something I've always kind of um, been frustrated with because I was, you know, in trying to find a, a local church to go to is, is always very, it's been very, very difficult and, and, uh, and frustrating uh, over the years and even the point of just giving up. You know, and then I would still, you know, maybe get my hopes up for a little while and go back. But oftentimes, you know, I think, you know, I've kind of grown to know that, you know, typically, you know, God is just using that to kind of show me, uh, you, know, you know, I get to learn different uh, denominations, uh, the, the pros and cons of them, and being able to kind of, you know, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, take the, take, you know, take the meat and spit out the bone type of thing, right? And, uh, <clears throat> you know, keep the good, throw out the bad and stuff so uh and so i've kind of grown used to that where i'm just like okay let me go find out you know uh you know how bad this is uh you know pros and cons you know and there's you know the uh, but most most of these churches are and even i would say going back to back in those days i mean the the calvinism and you know, lutheranism and all this other stuff they were just you know they got rid of some catholic stuff some some of their idols and things like that some and they just changed up or got rid of some maybe some of the sacraments but they kept some other ones and and a lot of times it still ended up being a very works-based religion, okay? And it was very, very worldly still. They were still part of the state, okay? It was a combination of church and state, and so very worldly. So uh, unlike the Anabaptists, it was kind of a different model. They were not part of, they didn't want to be a part of this, the governing state and anything like that. So, uh, which again, I would agree with is more biblical, okay? You know, just because, in like Messiah says, yeah, give unto Caesar what Caesar's, you know, he's not saying, you know, well, we need to take that coin because we're, you know, we need to be part of the government or we need to, you know, administrate this or, or something like that. So, you know, there's, there's really, people would be hard pressed to find examples, I think, um, in, in scripture to, to really, um, to push that narrative uh, and stuff. So, um, it's and stuff. So the, um, but so the worldly, the worldly church, it, um, uh, I think I, one thing I kind of dawned on me was, is that not only do they, so they teach a diluted gospel, but it's, uh, you know, I realized too, that the, there's a, there's a very level of dilution. So depending on, on, on the church, so some, some are highly diluted. Uh, so if you're getting into more of the new age or the, like a Joel Osteen uh, type of thing, those are what I would say is highly diluted into just, you know, new age. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, basically motivational speaking, right? And so it's, uh, you know, a very, that's a very watered down, you know, basic, basically there's really, you probably couldn't even say no gospel pretty much. <clears throat> okay. So at that point, you're, you know, Joel Osteen, you basically have no, no gospel at all. And then <clears throat> there's other levels of it though. And one area that, you know, in this, in all this research that you, that you learn is, is in the area of that the born again believer, we as believers, that we have to pick up our cross, you know, and it's easy to say that, and that's been kind of, you know, thrown around over the years, <clears throat> so people say it, but again, do they really actually do it, that's the thing, and, you know, are they actually doers of the word, not just hearers only, you know, the, it's, it's one of those things that's easy to say, uh, but, and then, and even then, people think, you know, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna pick up my cross, and they think, they think strolling to their car, driving five minutes to their local church, and sitting in a pew, for 45 minutes uh, once a week 
you know, that's their cross to them. I mean, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. And they get their Starbucks at their church and then they, uh, you know, watch, you know, and then they come back home and, and watch a horrific murder movie that night, uh, you know, um, you know, and they're cursing at their spouse that evening. Um, and then, you know, don't think a word, don't think a, a lick about God or Christ uh, the rest of the evening uh, before bed. I don't read their Bibles. You know, you know, that's kind of the mentality, sadly, today uh, for the average so-called Christian. So the, uh, you know, so that's, but that's kind of where a lot of that's at. And everything is so diluted now where people don't think they have to live for Christ. They think they, they think they just live their own lives. And so they're not really dying to self. There's no death to self there. If it's, if that's, if that's it, if you're not pursuing it all, if you're not studying the word, then that's not dying to self. You know, we're not, you know, if we're not giving up our sins, uh, you know, even if it is a gradual process for most people, it's going to be a gradual process. You're in, and there's, there's a process there of, of shedding those things, uh, you know, like peeling an onion and stuff. So, so, uh, worldly churches equals a diluted gospel and equals a dead church. Okay. And we know this in the Laodicean church in the book of Revelations that, um, you know, that, you know, it, you know, it's the dead church. That's, that's our modern church today is that, you know, you, know, you, you're, you have a reputation, you're alive, but you, but you know, but you are dead. You think you're, you're rich, but yet you're poor. And so they, you know, they think they're rich, but they're uh, vastly mistaken uh, and stuff. So that's why we have all these dead churches out here. And I mean, they're just, it's, I was looking at some online earlier just to kind of, I kind of go on there and just kind of look at my, kind of my local area and kind of expand out and just kind of click on websites. It's kind of curious to see. <clears throat> and um, I mean, I, there's just, I'm just amazed at how, um, you know, more and more strange, I guess you could say, some of these things are getting. Uh, I mean, they're just, you know, it just kind of made me realize, man, these are just like a dime a dozen now. It's just crazy. It's just like, uh, the uh, it's almost like the vape shops, you know, when they when the vapes have got popular here in America, a while back that was just like almost every corner, boom, 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 and then then that kind of <clears throat> that start people start realizing the negative effects on that. Finally, uh, then now it's CBD oils and all that stuff or whatever. People, I, yeah, I don't know much about that, but you know, you know, now they now they kind of switch from vape to that or whatever. Maybe it's a combination, but. But just like on every corner, it's like boom, boom, boom. And it's just, you know, uh, it just spreads like wildfire uh, and stuff. Once something like that gets going, and it's just like these churches, they just like, you know, they just pop them up. And and uh, I was clicked on one, I, you know, it was, you know, uh, in a major city here, but it was, um, you know, it was, I clicked on it and I thought, at first it just looked like a normal church. And then I kind of clicked, I'd look on it and it says, you know, meet our apostle. And it was, you know, so it was like, and it showed like two women together. I don't know if it was uh, daughter and, and mom or something, or I, I don't know if they were gay. I don't know what was going on there, but but it said like you know, meet our apostle and and that's that. I'm sort of thinking, oh, here we go. That sounds like you know NAR type stuff. But so, um, but just the fact that it's a woman uh, pastor, in my opinion, is already not biblical anyway. So, <clears throat> but okay, so the uh, but so a dead church. Uh, you know, ultimately means there's no love, okay? And I've, and I've been, you know, to so many churches and that that's the case. And I think and people mistake, I think, sometimes the idea of making friends, making a, a friendship at church. Um, you know, you can go to a modern-day church and you might make some friends if you really, really try. 
you really get in there and get your hands dirty, so to speak, and you, you sign up for groups and all this kind of jazz, um, you might make some friends there. I didn't really have much luck with that because I have not, not, you know, me and my wife aren't really, you know, people pleasers. I mean, you know, we're not just going to go one kind of just fake it uh, too much. So, um, so you know, I never was really into that. Uh, I mean, I've tried some like men's groups before and stuff, and it was okay, but I didn't really. It wasn't like any major, like, you know, connections that were just like, you know, to die for or something, <laughs> like the Anabaptists would be. But, um, <clears throat> and so, like, you know, the, um, you know, whereas I would say the opposite, like Anabaptists, they, you know, they literally have, you know, when they when they join the church, it's, you know, they know that, you know, they have to be willing to usually give up, you know, if if they need to, they have to be able to give up their. Um, you know, basically, their your possessions are supposed to be a community thing, okay? And so it goes away from. And this is the problem: is is that on the modern world, church model, it's all about individuality, right? <clears throat> There's this kind of mentality of, so individuality would be, you know, everyone's out for their own, okay? So you know, I'm there. But I'm there at the church, but I'm representing, I'm, I'm really there for, I am with me and my family. And so that's my individual really click or my unit. And that's my, that's my sole concern, my primary concern. Anything else is second or third or whatever, um, you know, anyone else is, no one else's concern in that building is my concern, right? So it's, there's a real individuality to this worldly church. And so, and though with that is private property uh, that, you know, you know, my property is my stuff, you know, that's my house, that's my car, that's my microwave or whatever, um, everything's mine, you know, me, 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 um, and so when everything's very, usually it tends to be very shallow relationships, so we can say friendships, for example, so you know, it tend to be very shallow, very clicky, probably in most cases, like a high school, uh, and usually, uh, you know, very weak faith required, because this is more of a, more of a seeker-friendly type of church model uh where they're just trying to get people in the pew you know in the sit and sit in the pew and the, and the throw in their money in the into the, into the buckets and uh and so usually there's uh this weak faith it's um you know the feeble feeble-minded that tend to tend to do that you know tend to, feeble-minded sheeple that just um will sit in that pew for for years and years and they'll pay up really good um and stuff so and you know versus more of what i you know say the brethren model so individuality versus brethren. So the brethren model, more of an Anabaptist, uh, Mennonite version, you know, be so group ownership or sharing of all uh, of, of of all community goods. Okay, uh, that there's there has to be a mentality there uh, when someone becomes a believer that you know, hey, look, um, we share stuff here. If someone has a need, are you know, are you willing to? give up stuff even if, if we have to everything to, to help save a, a, a person of the brethren you know and that's part of usually that's part of the oath to become an anabaptist and stuff so um because <clears throat> the overall picture is that you know biblically speaking god owns everything you know even the bible it says god owns uh you know all the gold and silver is his okay so all the land is his <laughs> so all the oceans, I mean, just, you know, uh, the, all the heavens, I mean, the stars, the sky, you know, the sun and moon, you know, so, uh, you know, what, what claim do we have on anything? You know, we're just, we're just stewards of it, right? There's a mentality of just stewardship that we're just stewards of everything. And so that's a, a better biblical you know, model and understanding of uh, resources in general. <clears throat> 
So, uh, and then also, you know, there's more of a, with the brethren model, deep, uh, prayerful, uh, you know, uh, relationships, uh, building and stuff. So, you know, this is where, you know, people are actually, uh, you know, not only sharing uh, and stuff, they're also sharing their spiritual journey, uh, the discipleship, uh, hand in hand, uh, more, so more of a brotherly, uh, you know, love develops within the community, within the, within the like-minded uh, believers, rather than that, you know, those shallow relationships. And then, uh, you know, with that deep faith requirement, uh, means that you're, you're, um, you're, you know, and there's also more strict, uh, you know, requirements on the front end for believers to join, join, join into that brethren. Okay. There's actually more requirements involved, not just some kind of online creed or something they can go look at and, you know, um, no one really cares if they read it or if they, you know, no one, it doesn't really matter or they, uh, and stuff. So the, um, rather than that, they have to be able to, to swear by these things and but before they even are able to join the church and be baptized, those kind of things and stuff. So there's got to be, there's some requirements there on more of the Anabaptist model. And, um, and with this deep faith requirement that they have to have, it's uh, a deep faith, uh, you know, proven by works. Okay. So there has to be proven that, you know, the, yes, they're, they're willing to, uh, you, know, you know, give up, you know, any, any kind of major sins or whatever. Now, obviously some things will have to maybe worked out over time, but, uh, any kind of major sins that are on the forefront would have to be forsaken, uh, at least, you know, trying to get rid of them. Uh, and stuff, and then they'd have to, you know, uh, like I said, you know, be able to even give up goods and help other people and share their their uh, all their resources and stuff with the group, and and then they'd have to be, you know, they basically have to be pious followers of Christ um, and Christ alone. So you have to be able to prove that. And then there's also, uh, you know, gospel work and things like that that would be involved and stuff at some point. But um, you know, so that's just something like you know um, that I'm kind of learning and kind of going through as well here uh and stuff so in terms of identifying or you know like uh rebuilding uh, the real church and so and i think this is where i feel like the spirit's kind of really pushing me is this Anab- anabaptist mennonite you know direction and so uh, for those interested you might dig into that as well if you're looking into that you might have some in your area you may have more luck than i've had finding any in my area now i will say this in searching uh, in my local area, I did some, I pulled up on Google Maps and was typing in Anabaptist and then I tried Mennonite. And um, you may have to be a little careful because I've noticed too though that even in some of these, some of this community, the, the, the Mennonite or Anabaptist communities, uh, there's also been some, uh, you know, I would say more social justice takeovers or liberal kind of takeovers on some of this so some people are doing more of searches on even conservative sides or you know and I'm not trying to get political because really technically uh, the real Anabaptists weren't weren't really political okay uh, and that's really my belief here is that it needs to be more apolitical um, it's not really affiliated with it uh, but just be, you know, how things are nowadays with you know liberalism and all that uh, being so perverse that um, you're probably safer searching for conservative if you have to. But, but if you look at a lot of times, if you look at their websites, you'll know because they'll, uh, if they, if they have a website or whatever, you'll probably know because if they start putting stuff on there about social justice, uh, you know, critical race theory, things like that. Uh, you see a lot of things about race, gender, all those kind of things, those buzzwords, then, um, 
you know, if, you know, uh, you know, justice doesn't need an adjective. It doesn't need social in front of it. And so biblical justice is, you know, God's justice is just justice. There's nothing in front of it. So, um, you know, there's no need for any other uh, word in front of that. So, um, so just a word of caution, if you want to look into that, some, if you've got some in your area, don't assume it's all the same because they, they can vary. And even in that, there's could be different Anabaptists. They may have some slightly different views on certain things, uh, biblically speaking, uh, especially if you get the nitty and gritty. But, um, you know, still it might be something worth researching. You kind of see what's in your area. You know, if they do have a website or you can always, if you're able to drive there to, to maybe check it out um, and stuff. So, but uh, just want to throw that out there. And sorry for the croup, uh, <laughs> croupy sound today and in, in, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the throat there but i'm still recuperating but i'm getting there thanks to god so uh, all right well be be strong in messiah and uh, stay blessed talk to you soon